Guess who's back? It's the A to Z podcast where you matter. Oh, sorry, wrong read. Anyway, Zach Jackson, Andre Nye, A to Z podcast.com, Facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. Shouts as always to C to the Honeymoon Girl to American Fireworks. We had a week off or two weeks off. Hell, I don't know. It's March. That's one of the greatest months of the year. I've had a hell of a day. It's settled down. We finally found the time. Um, we both just work goofy schedules or don't work, and when we do, anyway, right. we appreciate you guys sticking with us. We appreciate you tweeting and asking where it's been and saying you want to hear us talk about things. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Um, I was just telling Dre before we came on, I've just ridden the wave of having a good day and being ahead of my work and getting a phone call today. I've been waiting on for a project, and everything's good, and then... My phone wasn't taking a charge, and then my phone wasn't working at all, and then I was out of the world. It's just such a strange feeling because you just don't – I guess you, you do re- – I, I do realize how dependent on it I am, and it's not just phone addiction. Oh. It is my career, you know? Right. Um, but – But it is addiction. Yeah, and, and when it's 4.30 on a weekday, um, the week before free agency, and I can't get in till 7 o'clock because the world's still goofy, you know – like it's way more angst about missing something and it is an addiction than it is about I'm going to go have to spend hundreds of dollars and go through all this and whatever. And so I did lose Dre some texts, some photos, some things that weren't backed up. But for the oh. most part, um, I have my contacts. I seem to have what I needed. I have a new phone and hopefully I don't break it. And hopefully it's years before I have to go back to that godforsaken place. I know, I know I won't be able to do this because I'm never good at this, but I hope there's a question I can go back to and ask you and remember. Um, but I'll just do it now. Without thinking or saying, is there a contact? Is there like one contact if you lost it, it would crush you in your phone? Yeah, yeah. Just in what we do because you never know who you're going to need to. I know. To... You know what? I really, I'm, I'm going to throw that. I asked you that for a reason. Because I feel that way too, but I don't anymore. Because what happened to you with your phone happened to me out in Vegas a couple of years back. My wife still doesn't believe me, um, but that's part of being married. Um, first night out, I, I went out. Underwood and I went out a day early to, to Vegas. I've kind of told the story before, and literally, I was trying to carry around the charger with me, sitting in my back pocket. It was March Madness, um, and literally, I made a bet laying on my bed for the Cavs to, to lose to the to this. Uh, Portland's Trailblazers after I'd won a bunch of money early. Fell asleep, I woke up, my phone was dead, didn't charge, and wouldn't charge. And I ended up the next day of the draft, next day of the um, of the tournament, in a Apple store inside. Uh, in, I can't remember. I can't remember. The, it doesn't matter. Caesars Mall, Caesar's, maybe. I, that was in Caesars. Yeah. Yeah. So as I'm in Caesars, I'm emailing from an Apple store to my wife to tell her that I'm alive, and she's like. That's really the lie you're gonna make up the first night you're in Vegas. <laughs> and I was like, and I literally said, I go, come on, man. I go, I'm not perfect. Do you really think that's how I would start this trip off? Um, I only say that because when I was dealing with that same situation in Vegas, um, I was my mind was going crazy because it was Mar- because I was in Vegas because hell, I even had to email um, Matt Underwood who I was with. Um, I had lost like so much, as you know, emails and text messages and information. I store so much. It's, it's funny you bring this up. I store notes on my phone and every like baseball notes. I've got notes on oh, yeah. games from two years ago. I should get rid of them, but I don't. I just have, I have over 
800 notes in my phone right now. And so much so that my eight-year-old daughter, Isabella, bought me for Christmas, like, nine notepads. And then she, like, put subjects on them and was like, Dad, you don't have your stuff put together well enough. Because, see, they can't believe that I continue to just keep putting notes in notes in my phone. And what happened in Vegas a couple years ago is why I'm actually using the notebook she got me for Christmas, see? Because I realized that day, I, things had gone so bad in Vegas, I kind of chalked it up to the game and figured I was going to have to start over. And that crushed me. It crushed me that I, you know, like you said, just random. Nobody in particular, but, like, I was just like, man, do you know the people and the numbers that I have in here? And I'll never forget, I got back to Arizona, and a guy was able to get the, get my, like, the charge back in my phone. And, you know, and I don't trust none of you phone jackasses that work at these phone places. Because the first thing the guy said was, man, you got a ton of, you got a ton of people, that, a ton of contacts. He goes, oh, my God, you got Jim Brown in there. And I wanted to be like, hey, give me a motherfucking cookie. It's <laughs> not, not what I said, but I was just like, quit looking at my fucking contacts. It's none of your business who's in there. So I guess what I'm saying is that taught me when I lost my phone in Vegas, and I literally had like eight numbers uh, that I remembered, and you somehow made the list. I don't know how. Um, probably because my wife had your phone number. You know what's That's funny? What hit me. <laughs> I, I know yours, um, and I know several, but like, even I, who am a savant, and acts, as you point out, so anal about some of the stupidest things. Like <laughs> many people close to me in many commonly used numbers I couldn't get. I could tell you Matt Bacota's number from second grade, 882-6858, right? Right, right. I could tell you Shirley Zimmerman's number from 2005. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Time out. Um, I, I mean, my dad, my dad to this day remembers all of his wives' phone numbers when they live with their parents. Tells you more about my dad than it tells you anything else. But he's admitted cell phones have ruined that. He used to remember everyone's phone right. number. We've had this talk before yeah. where you remember phone numbers by athletes' numbers and things of that nature. Cell phones, have, are, as great as they are, they've ruined so many things. My memory used to be so great at remembering phone numbers. And I literally remember like six now. And and they're not all the, they're not the six most important either. <laughs> yeah, see, with me it's that I don't remember them. You just you kind of take for granted, right? Right. Um, right. It's just like they're in there. And here's the other thing that that I noticed too. Um, like you just don't talk on the phone. Like I I'm working on a project that you guys are going to see in three weeks or a month, and. I had a phone call last week, but it was set up by me texting the person saying, you know, hey, we haven't talked in a while, but you remember me. I have something I want to run by you. Please give me a call. And then that person gave me this person's number and, you know, how it goes, right? Yeah. When I went back in to go to my outgoing calls to save this number, like I looked and for weeks, there was not a person I called other than Mindy in my mouth. For weeks. Yeah, I know. I know. I like honeymoon grill online, right? Like right. talk to the same people via group message or even via individual message every single day. I talk yep. to Ian every same single day. day before seven in the morning. I talk to my brother every single day at various hours, but not on the phone. Like it's just crazy. It is, but it's how it's what our lives have become. And I think over this last year, because the one thing that, you know, that we've all been on over the last few 
days is going back over what we were doing a year ago, right? You know, a year ago today, we did this, or a year, you know, like, I was in Vegas a year, you know, a little bit. I had just got on a plane and came back to Cleveland or came back to Northeast Ohio to pick up my family and go to a daughter, you know, daughter-dad dance. Um, and I remember hearing about the corona. I remember hearing about the coronavirus when I was out in Arizona with my dad on his birthday. And I only go off of this because conversations that we've talked about on the pod, and, and, it's, and it's real. If you haven't figured out over the last, you know, eight months, nine months, that you need to have conversations with people, even if you don't love them anymore, or even if you don't, they're not going to be your best friends. Um, I don't know how else to tell you the, how important they are. Um, but you're right. In the, the lives we live, it's easier to text the people. And that's the weird thing. And I got to work on this. The people that I, that I text with the most, you would think you talk to the most. And I don't. And sometimes I think to myself, man, I need to reach out to that motherfucker and make sure he knows I'm, you know, you know, that he, that I just don't use him for a text. It's just weird. Like, I'm talking about that with like, my, like, with like, you got that. Like, Ian, you talk to Ian at certain times. My buddy Rob. Like, who I never, like, the best thing about Rob and I, kind of like you and I, I don't have to talk to you to get my point across. Like, you know what I mean? I can text <laughs> you, like, three words, and, and you know exactly what I mean. That's why Just my like hairline is receding every hour, but go ahead. You're on. You're accurate. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you know what I mean. You have certain friends. I can, I can yes. send a picture to you or Rob, and, like, we don't have to talk. But then I'll think about it, and I'll be like, man, I'm going, like, you know, I'm, especially during this time. I'm like, I thought about, I'm, like, I'm going, like, three months without having a real, without having a real conversation with Rob. Which is weird because, you know, most of our lives, we've had nothing but conversations every day of our lives, you know? And it's, it's, a, it's an eye-opener. Especially, I think I've been thinking about this because I'm a couple hours away, a couple days away from getting on a plane going to Arizona. And I got to get tested as soon as I get there. And I got to go into quarantine in a hotel room until I pass the test a couple times. Which, you know, hopefully everything goes well. But I'm already, like, like, like in my mind, like, what the hell am I going to do with this hotel room? I'm in this hotel room for more than, you know, 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, this week, it was exactly a week, exactly a year since it shut down. And, you know, I've mm-hmm. said this on here before. Like, I was one of the people thinking, okay, well, can we wait two weeks and just play the NCAA tournament then? <laughs> you know? I, I, <laughs> like, I know. that's what it was. And you were on here saying, wash your hands, wash your ass. Wait, we're all going to be yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. That was me. And I still stand by that. Put a mask. I still say, wash your hands and wash your ass. I'm not walking away from that. Wash your ass. That's to help you out, men and women. Wash your ass in your hands. It's just, it's, you got to do it. Put a mask on both if you need to. So, damn it, wash your ass. So I've talked about this on here before too. Like we say, you know, this is a free flowing conversation and. Tonight, just because of circumstances, we did talk for like two minutes once we were connected before we pressed record. Right. And let me just double check that I actually pressed record because we've done that before. <laughs> um, but we just go and we will say or we will text because we text 100 times a day on the, on the low side. We want to do this, but we think it's best and most times we don't direct it. Right. So this is my long winded. Sure. That's my specialty. Way of saying, a lot of times I find myself trying to go to sleep at night or driving down the road or whatever, and I think of a podcast topic or I think of something that's profound or interesting or I want to take a stance on. And more times than not, when it actually comes to it, it seems forced or we don't get to it or I change my mind midstream or whatever, right? Like that's kind of what it's built on. But two hours ago, I'm in the Verizon store. And I got to say, I 
yes, the podcast was on my mind because, you know, frankly, I had to drive 25 minutes without having a phone and go through four hours without having a phone. So, <laughs> so I, I could be fresh and be locked in on. But sitting at this table up front, you know, excellent job of social distancing and following all the rules in there. No surprise. I'm fr- I felt like I was back in high school because I'm front and center middle seat, like the kid who needs the most help, the most attention. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So I'm with this guy and shout out to him. He was awesome taking care of all of my qualms and problems and issues. And there's like another set of tables back here, but but I'm, I'm front and center. So he's going through, this is what I know is going to be there. This is what I don't know is going to be there. This is what you got to choose. And I'm saying simple, easy, cheap, whatever. Just, just go. I've been with you guys forever and ever. Like it's all there. You know, if you can reduce my bill, reduce my bill, but like I need a phone. I have the shakes. Right. Right. So anyway, at one point he gets up to presumably to go get the actual equipment that I'm now holding in my left hand. And to the right of me, like 15 feet away are two ladies, one on the one side of the glass, who's an employee and one who's there and they're doing a similar transaction and I'm really not trying to eavesdrop but I don't have a phone to play with you ain't got something to do <laughs> uh, you know I'm, I'm just kind of sitting there and their interaction it just strikes me oh my god I can't wait to do the podcast to say this so <laughs> and I don't feel bad about it because they didn't get into detail but they're talking I gotta say some people I do not know I do not know what he's getting ready to say this is gonna be new to me too <laughs> <laughs> so the lady lady on uh, customer I guess it's two ladies customer says to worker just one more question worker says yes she says so in the past when I've had to do this I've always given my old phones to my nieces or to my nephews or to my neighbor this is the first time that I've just turned it in so you can promise me that everything will be erased. And the employee says, yes, ma'am. And she says again, you promise me everything will be erased. And she says, yes, ma'am, I've, I've done this many times. Like, we always have the newest model of the phones. Like, I promise you. She says, okay, good. And I look over and they sign the paper and she goes back to run it through the copy machine or the scanner. And the lady says out loud, well, I'm just glad everything will be erased. <laughs> Really, ma'am? And I'm like, well, some of us are in here because we got the shakes, and some of us are trying to move on to a new chapter of our lives. Yeah, faux show. Yeah, faux show. So I I guess that begs the question, what did her nieces and nephews get in the past? No shit. What did they see? They wasn't just listening to uh, Luke Skywalker when she got her phone, when they got their phones from her. I, you know what phones are? There's something else, man. Um, especially when you got young kids around you. Um, it, it, it's an eye opener what they figure out and how quickly they figure it out. Um, moving, moving along. Um, one Dak Prescott just signed. Uh, I, I gotta look. I gotta. I only want to like guess on this. Or you know what number? No, I, I'm gonna go back to Dak. I was starting to worry about you, but then again, in our time and age, and I didn't even really pay attention to be honest. Usually on NBA uh, All-Star Night, you usually go back to a, a statement I made or a text I made to you over a decade ago about All-Star Games. Mm-hmm. And this may have been the first one ever that you didn't mention my uh, John Legend comment. Well, made about the there's a couple of reasons for that. You know I thought of it. I know um, My phone wasn't taking a charge. Um, I was just kind of zoning into, like, 
zoning out of the world and into like, okay, let's, you know, let's get back to work week, which coincidentally is the same for you. Cause normally you'd have already been there a month. Right. 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 Um, right. And I did have the all-star game on and there were stretches of it that I watched, but I, I wasn't watching closely. And because it was not taking a charge, I actually, as I laid on the couch and I remember where I lived and what couch I was laying on when this famous <laughs> comment happened. So in addition to the fun police always seem to, seeming to circle us these days, Dre, I just yeah. didn't feel like getting up to walk over to where it was charging to, to send that to you. But I, I appreciate you thinking of me, buddy. No, always. I will. It's funny because, and I'll admit, I'm getting that way with social media. There's just certain things. There's just certain days I ain't, I ain't in the mood to deal. And I hate to say it, and maybe it's getting old. And I know it, and it's, pro- it's probably just where I'm at in life. Last week, we went, I took the Cape family, went on a little vacation. We got away for a little bit. We didn't go anywhere. You know, we went to Hocking Hills. We went to the mountains. And that, it was just good to get away. Um, and I think I know what's coming, what's around the corner for me. And I'll, I'll admit, like this year of what we've had, um, I've had time with my, with my son that I've never really had like this since he was born. Um, I've just had time with my family, period. And I know personally, um, when I get on this plane in a couple of days, um, shit's about to go 150 miles an hour. You know what I mean? Right. And for me, once I get on that plane and get to Arizona, um, and I'm not complaining, it's life, that I know how to be prepared for it better now than, than in the past. Um, for me, I will get on that plane, and I'll get back here a couple of days before the opener, and it'll be July 5th before I know it. It's like one blink of the eye, and it's going to be April 1st, and then it's July and then school's out, and then by the time the season's over, my kids will be back in school, and uh, you know it's just a chase. God know? willing, I mean, let's knock on wood on yeah. that shit. Yes. Yeah, no shit. Keep knocking. Um, but so I just know in my mind, it's like, and I'm not going to admit, it's sad for me for one. Yeah, it's not sad for Zach. He's still knocking over bottles. Um, Those are summer so shady bottles, been, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just been quiet recently. I've been a little bit more quiet. Um, and obviously everybody has every answer to everything when it comes to Twitter. Um, I love, like there was a, and I won't name the names cause it was too, I, I don't want to say prominent, but two names that are known that kind of got into a little a tiff on Twitter yesterday about the all-star game. And I kind of chuckled because I like, I like one more than I like the other, but I kind of like both guys and I kind of got both of the perspectives, but because I just don't give a shit about fighting with people on Twitter right now. I chuckled and walked away. And one of them was kind of saying, man, that was a great, you know, all-star moment to see Steph dunk a ball, thrown by Chris Paul, blah, blah, blah. And the other guy's like, this is the worst all-star game I've seen, obviously older. Or he goes, it must, that's mostly what happens when you only watch 15 all-star games. And I chuckled at both because, and this is like a conversation, this is Andre Zach conversation to, down to the T, because I got both sides of the argument. Like, I got the argument of it's an all-star game. They don't play the all-star games like they used to because I've said that. And at the same time, when I really don't give a shit, it's just an all-star game. I'm like, all right, it's nice to see Chris Paul, you know, dunk. It's nice to see everybody didn't get COVID. It's nice to see that no one got hurt. Um, whatever, it's an all-star game. I just don't have that level of giving a shit anymore. But maybe like I used to. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't mean I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't the main focus at my house. But I watched it. I saw what happened. I, I, you know, I saw the dunk competition. But I don't. Ha- I didn't have the uh, bug in me to bitch about it. You know, I don't. I don't know if you've gotten there yet, but I think I've gotten there on certain things where it's just like I don't see the point in bitching on Twitter and dealing with what comes with that. Yeah, um, I would say this. I would say the only thing worse 
then sitting here talking about how to fix the dunk contest was the dunk contest itself. Right. Like, there's just not much new to do, right? And, like, I do feel like they do a poor job of making it too long because there's such energy at the start. Right. And then without well, something new or without something completely wild, which at this point we've seen it all, like, how are you going to match that, right? And we it's, have, we have it, yeah. Yeah, but I, I agree, but I disagree. We have pretty much saw everything, but that's the problem that we've run into. We are so conditioned to not be wild by anything that you can't wow us anymore because we're too tough. Yes. Just because we've seen a fifty, just because we've seen a fifty dunk, and like, and let's let let's, let me say one other thing before we really go into this. Man, this All Star game was. It, I'm not gonna say piss poor, but it, I mean it was thrown together. It was a money deal. We 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 all have talked about. We've talked about this podcast for years. Always follow the television money when you when in doubt of anything in sports, right? And that's what it was. It was in it was in Atlanta because that's where TNT is at. They didn't have to move people. It wasn't in Indianapolis. People complained about the uniforms. Yes, those were old Pacer uniforms because it was supposed to be in Indiana. The dunk competition was done at half. Like, it was all thrown together like a Zach party for Ohio State, Michigan back in, in 2001, okay? Um, meaning no rules and everything could go because you just won the game more. Um, <laughs> that's an inside joke that nobody will get for a few, but it's a good one. Um, but So, all right. I mean, they threw it together, Zach. And, like the, and, and, and the part of the problem is, Half the, like half the half the cool kids that you know are in their early twenties, high school ages, they know the three participants, even though one's in the G League. The people that have kids and have a life and have a real job, they don't know none of these guys because they ain't got time to stay up and keep up with this shit. Well, so you get that tug of war. Yeah, I don't even know who this is. Well, let me ask you this: like, I mean, of of the things I am in life, a college basketball savant is near the top of the list, right? You are. Yeah. I don't know who Cassius Stanley is. I only knew because he played at that school that LeBron's son did. Yes, yeah, see, I, I didn't obviously. like. <laughs> I, I heard know, him I say that, that, but I, I didn't know who he is. Right, I only knew it because I read a bunch of stories when Pippen's son was there too. So you and, and usually you read shit like that too. So I'm not saying I knew him more. Like I, I just happened to read a bunch about that school because Pippen's son was there. Blah blah blah. Um. Even in saying that, though, he had one of the best dunks of the night, the first one, and he got yeah, the Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. But, look, we, we've given that. Um, they're going to have to consider calling it off for a year. Yeah. Or, like, it's just not – it's hard to sustain that juice. And there's something to be said for it staying at halftime of the All-Star game. I hear you. This is the world we live in, and All Star Saturday what? Night is valuable TV inventory. Yes, it is. It why, is. Yes, it is. And it that's why, it, like, in the scope of the NBA, in the scope of the United States of America, in the scope of sports talk, in the scope of Obi's career, anything, that slam dunk contest means nothing. Nothing. No. But no, it doesn't. In terms of maximizing that and keeping that inventory worth something and getting your eyeballs right, like, yeah. I'm telling you, Dre, like, next year, assuming we're back to normal, like, that will be the hottest ticket in Cleveland. And the, the, this was no – nobody will admit it, Zach, but the Cavs got this no. game as the reward for yeah. redoing the queue. Right? Zach, I woke up I woke up today, and I, and when I put it all together. I literally said, I'm not going to be at all I'm, – I'm, I'm going to stay back from Arizona. I'm going to go to that All-Star game in the festivities, and I'm going to go to Arizona next year. Like – 
that's what put through, that's what went through my mind probably because of what's happened in the last year and i've told myself to appreciate um there's been a lot of things that have happened in northeast ohio our place i could have gone to a lot of things in the past you know big events and right. and, and and i'm big time we both have because we're like ah we've done that before and i'm like i'm not doing that shit no more <laughs> we got an all-star game next year and it's in cleveland i'm gonna try to i'm gonna be around it because i know better now you know, like, I, I, I know better to be like, because nothing is guaranteed in life. Um, I'll say this, and this is, I'm on a whole other tangent, and I think what we're talking about is something we can turn into a moneymaker or something else that I'm working on, as you know. Because, just ride, ride with me for a second. Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan because of the slam dunk competition, right? Sure. Comes Air Jordan, does the, does the dunk from the free throw line. Um, you know, he, he became legendary uh, because of it. Michael Jordan was more than dunking, as we all know. Sold shoes, everything else. Well, what's the Jordan season. logo? It's that dunk. It, that dunk, right. And he really didn't win that dunk competition, kids. A guy named Dominique Wilkins won that competition. <laughs> but that's nor here nor there. Um, and then you had the D. Browns of the world. And Sean Kemp dominated it, could barely win it year in and year out. But then a kid named LeBron James came along, who we all know probably could have won it, but wouldn't get in it, right? And now you run into the issue that we truly have with the dunk competition. True stars ain't going to do it because Zion Williamson would win it if you put him in it. But why would Zion do that? He's already got a Jordan contract. He's already got $100-plus million. His team's already worried about him getting hurt. You know, like, what does Zion Williamson get out of winning the, the dunk competition? You see what I'm saying? Like, in a... In a 20-year, 25-year period of time, the importance of the dunk competition has kind of flip-flopped on us, and you can't get a Michael Jordan in it because, well, LeBron showed you. I can get all that recognition before I even get into the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like, and I know they, this has been tinkered with, and we've already spent way too much time on it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. like, it's yes. almost like they need to go to the G League and even outside and find guys that are trying to make a name for themselves. Right. Like the and then that goes against the NBA dunk contest. Um, right, right. I, I guess the answer is find a sponsor and make it $10 fucking million for whoever wins it. There you go. There you go. There you go. Right. I mean, what player, what play, what established star can get anything out of uh, in a dunk competition no. right now? But these guys bar tabs on a normal all-star weekend. I think you'll see some dunking. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. It's funny you mentioned how, Michael, like, remember the McDonald's game here in 2003? Yes. LeBron did not win that dunk contest. Shannon Brown won that dunk contest. Yes, he did. Guess who was crowned? LeBron, (laughs) Ramon, James. Yeah, I mean, just that I I remember that shows how much I need to get out more. Um, I sat in Woodling Gym. With Tim Couch and Sean O'Hara for that dunk contest. That's how long ago that was. Oh, I remember the night. I remember the night. I I was – but see, once again, I had been to so much LeBron stuff. And I'm admitting this about myself, and that's what this last year has done. I had been around so much LeBron stuff and covered so much LeBron stuff at that point in time, Zach. I was fed up, and I went drinking with somebody that will remain nameless. <laughs> I pulled a Zach of the Indians game. I was real close. But I ain't come in. <laughs> at, the time of my life, at the time of my life instead. And I remember it. So uh, good. So, no. Um, yeah, you know, I could go on a tangent about our basketball culture. Um, I'll just say this. So we're going to have a selection Sunday, this Sunday. 
And I'm not going to poo-poo any part of it because I've missed it. And I'm just going to tell you guys all that if this Eli Brooks kid from Michigan is healthy, they're going to win the title. Um, if yep. he's not, they're they're in trouble. Right? But, like, but when you say eventually that, we will talk like, about this. Wait, 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 when you say that, though, it makes me feel like, it makes people listening feel like you think he's the best player in the country. No, no, but he is a really important player on a team that's better than Baylor and Gonzaga when they're whole. They have just, I, one I'm, loss I'm all year before ball. yesterday, just, and it was when he didn't play. I don't I'm with you. No, I tend to agree with what you're saying, but I think you need to explain it that way. Yeah, I, I guess I wasn't even trying to go there. I just – I was scattering my thought. What I'm trying to say is I know it's a weird year and, and whatever, and the Duke kid quit, but, like, this – and this is not an old white man thought. It It is, but it isn't. Like – The Duke kid quit sound like old white man thought. Go ahead. <laughs> the fact – he quit. Like – you opt out before the year. With seven games left, you fucking quit. <laughs> like, hey, all right, okay. What did uh, the cornerback for the Cleveland Browns do at Ohio State? What did he do? With, say what? What did uh, I can't think of his name right? What did his award do to Ohio State? His, his last he set out one game. What? Yeah, he he he, uh, he he did. He chose not to play in the bowl game. Yeah. I play a devil's advocate. So okay. seven games you quit. Anyway, one game you. Just... I just want to say this. <laughs> I want to say this. <laughs> Go ahead. Go like. Ahead. The fact that Duke, Kentucky, Michigan State, this is the worst Carolina team I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, yes. and they beat Duke by 30 the other night. Like, I know it's a weird year. It's a COVID year. It's all this. But, like, the fact that those teams can be so bad is such an indictment of our basketball system because they're getting the best play, the, the most hyped players and the most gifted well, players in most cases. But I think we need this to happen. Their readiness. To play actual basketball is not. Oh, so low. And, and it's, so like I said, it's not. We'll see. I, I'm sure the world will even itself out next year. And, and even Kansas has played better um, since yeah. they've come, you know, since the last few weeks have come around. But, like, I was at Kentucky, Carolina in Cleveland in December, and I was like, I, I can't believe what I'm seeing. The next that week, Kentucky game. played Louisville on TV, and it was unwatchable, Dre. It was like a mat game. Yeah. Was. Yeah, it was. But this has been coming, and this is part of, like to me. And I and, and look, I'm not enjoying college basketball this year. I'm gonna be frank with you, I'm not. Um, but this is this has been coming. It needed to happen. We need to. There's certain things that need to be established better in the college in the college basketball ranks, and then what they're doing. And you say the kid quit at Duke. I say that's 2020, 2021. It is what it is. And Coach K can't cry, cry me a river. Hey, man, you for a long time set a standard of certain guys you wouldn't recruit. He sold his soul a long time ago to not being that. Show did. So when you've sold your soul and you no longer are, you know, Duke is Duke, and, you know, and you hold yourself to a different standard, don't sit here and, and like, don't sit here and cry about what comes along with what you've done. This is part of it, Zach. I, I would tell you, you guys, if any of you have any reaction – to what he just said listening to this. I would just say this. Look at the arc of Duke going back to the late 90s and early 2000s. And all of a sudden they had some one and dones out of nowhere. Right? And then they got mm-hmm. away from it. And look at when it came back. Yep. I guarantee you it coincides with when Calipari and Kentucky took off. Absolutely. Somebody, somebody's ego got hurt. Right. Right. <laughs> but you can't let your ego. This is my problem with college sports. The coaches and the administration has let their egos get so in the way 
of, like we keep saying, and I'm not saying you, but when I hear you say the guy make the kid quit, yeah, he did. I, I, I don't like how it went down. I was raised in a way. I was raised different. I was raised if you start something, your ass ain't allowed to quit. That's just how I was raised. So I'm going to raise my kids. I get situations get sticky. I get situations change. But if your name is on it you, you, and you sign up for something, you do it. I 100% agree with that, and it's hard for me to look any other way. But I can't sit here and listen to adult men put down a child for making a decision that we all know is part of the game. Like, I see coaches do it constantly. I see administration do it constantly. What do you, this is what you've led these kids to believe. If I were like, why, why do we think this kid is going to think any differently, Zach? Why would this kid not think that's okay to do? I mean, it, it, and, it, like, and then when I hear all these grown men fighting back and forth about it, these grown men that have made millions of dollars off the backs of these kids, that pisses me off more than the kid quitting. Like, you guys have set the stage. That was just like, remember I went off about Calipari earlier this year when he was on Twitter putting the kid down because the kid wanted to play. And the kid was pissed that he wasn't playing. And rather than talking to him like a man and, and, and building him up as a man but may, and, and, and in saying this, maybe this is where I'm wrong. Maybe this is how Calipari feels like you build up boys to men now through, through social media. I don't think so. I, I don't think that's how you do it. But to me, it's like how you keep recruiting all these one and done. You have to know that they all aren't going to jive with it when it doesn't work out. Mm. So that's when you go back to being a leader, a teacher, a professor. You, you, it's someone that this kid looks up to, and you don't put him down in public. You lift him up when no one's looking, and then you go about teaching him. I hate how the segment goes now. The kid at Duke, he did what he did. I didn't need every other asshole coach to come out and try to stand up for, for Coach K. You guys go to your little million-dollar club, your little, your, go, your little golfing events, your little Nike events, and you can kiss each other's ass there and stroke each other there. Don't do that to a kid. Just my do team. you know that I got charged $7 yesterday to go to a fourth-grade basketball game? <laughs> you fool. I mean, I, I've never hated basketball more in my life than I do right now. <laughs> right, well, well you, you, know what, you know what's happened. We've let the, we've let the congrats take over. <laughs> Congrats! It's taking over basketball. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll go. We'll go into it another day. I just was throwing that. All right. Um, no, yeah. look. Ford, here's what I want to say. Um, I just saw the headline of the Dak thing. I'm glad that they did it. I think that they had to do it. But I think, and this is just initial reaction. I think this is good for Browns fans. I think this is good for the league. Jerry Jones, who obviously had been stubborn, right? Mm. But Jerry Jones, who obviously is at a point in his life where the Cowboys better win soon, right? And, like, has long been, because Tony Romo has been there a long time, um, understood. Tony Romo, Tony Romo never won a playoff game. No, but, yeah, he did. He did. He won one, I think. Um, but eh, I'll look it up. They gave him that contract. Like he's he's understood that when it comes to quarterbacks, you got to dance with the one who brung you, right? It's not easy no to doubt. find. They found no Dak doubt. in the fourth round because of right. some things that went on that may or may not have been true, right? Anyway, right. for and the health of the league, gonna, and we didn't know what kind of quarterback he was going to be either. To be honest, yeah. But for the health of the league and for the future of the Browns, this is a good day because Jerry, who's privy to what's going on with these media rights deals, mm-hmm was willing to take the plunge with Dak when clearly before he wasn't. 
So well, again, I don't know. I, well, I'm going off. That's your first reaction. And I, I get what you're saying. I think they know the money's going to be there. I think we've had that talk. But look, like whether it's, you know, Amazon getting the game that they can, that they can uh, show or however, the money's going to be there. I understand where you're going with. I think for me, um, and, and, I, and just so people know, my dad's a Cowboys fan, always has been, grew up in the South. He's an Alabama fan. Uh, he, 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 I know a lot about the Cowboys. I'll put it that way. Um, I just think that at some point in time when it came to Dak, Jerry had to sit or get off the pot, right? Uh, oh, no doubt. Off, no it, doubt. It started coming off, it started coming off the, factor, the factions of Cowboys fans that Dak had did just as much, if not more, than Tony Romo at this point. That other quarter, and I don't want to make it a race thing, but it's a race thing. It's 2021. And it is not all race, but it's a part of it. Um, even Dak's brothers kind of talking out of turn. It just got to a point where it's like, okay, this kid has done everything that you've asked him to do. Why won't you commit? You know, like, what's, what's the holdup? We've watched him commit to all kinds of other shit, Jerry. All the way from, yeah. you know, Troy Aikman, you know, too long, getting rid of Jerry Jones, letting Dave Campo coach the team. Um, all the way, you know, like, we can go down the list. All the way to plastic surgery. He was willing to commit to. But not Dak. And Dak has come off so far. Uh, I'll be honest. On the field, he's ten times better than I ever thought he would be. I thought he'd be decent. But he is a top ten quarterback. Um, he's learned how to not just just depend upon his legs. Um, he's the least of their issues, number one. That's the biggest thing. He's the least of their issues. So No, no doubt. No doubt. You know, like, so if the least of your issues is the quarterback – why won't you pay? And I get the numbers are crazy. Um, I kept telling my dad, I go, it's hard, dad, because Dak is good, but he's not top five good. That sound familiar? Uh, sure does. And, when, and if you're not top five, I think if you're top five good, it's easy to pay you whatever the number says. This is my opinion. Yeah. But I think when you start getting to top 12, 15, sometimes there's got to be somebody in the right. room that That's says, why I said you got to dance with the one who brung you, right, at a certain point. Sure. And that point creeps sure. up on you when you do have a good team. Well, um, the Browns are in that situation because the Browns are in that situation because of the class Baker's in. Do you want to wait till they pay the kid in Buffalo and they pay the kid in Baltimore, or do you want to be the first and make them chase? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. Yeah, um, the initial point is teams are teams don't know about this year's salary cap, but they feel good about the future, right? right? And Jerry cost himself money and made this messy by yes, not just did. doing it, like you just said. Um, you know, I thought Andrew Barry was asked a very fair question last week about does the Carson Wentz deal, do his other deals give you pause? And he can't. Like, you have to evaluate it separately. But as I bring this up, my very first web search on my new phone, 126 and guaranteed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're 75 this year, 75 this year. Yeah, they're married. They're married. Um, <laughs> but here's how else that applies to the Brown. The, the Cowboys have been a mess and, and Jerry, you know, maybe he can't help himself and maybe they'll never get there. They are in a completely winnable division while the Browns are in the, arguably the second toughest division in football. But they're as for as shitty as their defense was this year, Jerry, and how everything became a shit show. The offensive line had been good there for many years, and they got yep, terrible and got this year. banged up last year. Yep. So 
Why is the Browns' success sustainable? Well, there's a lot of reasons because they have some some good players and some great ones, as we've been saying. But the offensive line is coming back intact in the same system with the same O-line coach, with the same people. Like, the window's now. Win. The window's now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, hey, did JJ Watt? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, he, yeah, I, I do. I do have a thought on JJ Watt that I've been sitting on. Um, I understand the disappointment because, quite frankly, JJ Watt rushing inside and Miles Garrett on the outside was going to be a problem, and it was going yeah. to be worth what you were going to have to pay to get it. However, um, and and I've been telling you guys for years that you don't build a football team on a spreadsheet and you can't say we will, we will not go over this number at this position or for this guy or for whatever. You have to take into account that J.J. Watt is 32 years old and on year 11, right? You just have to take that into account. If you're not getting him as a luxury piece, you have to worry. And yeah. even though the player or players they get won't be J.J. Watt, who's a Hall of Famer, who's awesome and, and still might be awesome for a game or a year or even two years or months. I don't know, you know, what he's going to be. Um, the timing was not ideal for the Browns because the Cowboys just got married to Dak, but you were going to have to marry J.J. Watt for that money right now. And so right. the player that the Browns get, I don't know what's going to happen next week because I don't know which rusher is going to hit the market and which one's not. I think most of them aren't. I think you're going to get Trey Hendrickson or Romeo Aquara, and you're going to learn to love them. I'm not saying that's bad. I just don't think you're going to get the other guys. Um, as they supplement this roster with a June cap cut or with an August cut because he gets outplayed by a rookie, they'll be fine. They'll have opportunities multiple to stock the defensive line and start to build that stable of rushers. So it's disappointing that you don't get to straight scare the shit out of people with J.J. Watt next to Miles Garrett in certain situations. But yeah. my overview of the Browns, not knowing who's going to hit the market or where they're going to spend their one big ticket item, and that's what I think it's going to be, is that the guys in charge know what they're doing and will have a plan and will be prepared for A, B, C, and D, B leading to C, and B leading to E. And for the first time in the history of the A to Z podcast – I can say that and mean it and go to sleep and think it. And you guys who live and breathe it can know it. They're not going to bat 1,000. They're not even going to bat 500. There's going to be a whiff along the way. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be things that happen. But inside Berea where they won't let us, and we haven't been for a long time now, there is a plan for how do we want to do this and how do we want to stack this. And when we make our first move, what does that lead to? Because in the past, there really wasn't. You guys saw all the Kenny Britt shit. You've lived. I don't need to go over it all. Dre, just this Josh Gordon Manziel stuff. Like it oh just God. shows what an absolute embarrassing shit show this organization was for so long, so long. Yep. Oh my God. And, and I so saw now, like Sports Center, ESPN yeah, so, put something out like that night, and I'm like, you're bragging that a a first round talent caught a hail mary against a bunch of guys with skin pulled. Yes, that's a headline. Yeah, so so the Browns are in a spot where they got a little bit of cap flexibility. They got other things to worry about because they got good players. You know, they need an immediate starter at a pretty key spot. They have a couple of gifted young kids who haven't done shit in the NFL coming off significant injuries that they would love to pencil in. Um, 
I would say this. Like, as long as the offense is good, they're going to have a chance. You know, a lot went their way last year. In a really difficult year, they handled a lot of things the right way. Really only laid a few eggs over the course of the season. I just look at organic growth when guys know what they're doing. And I look at this offense, you know, assuming it can guys can play well and the pieces continue to fit. And I think that's your best defense too. So I I, I feel real optimistic, I guess. I was trying to combine it with another word of, of how I feel about free agency. Uncertain seems negative. It's it's not that. Uh, I think there's a number of different ways it can go, and, and, and we don't know, including they don't know, which cap cuts are going to hit the market in the next three days or even three weeks or three months, as I mentioned. But I would just say I think J, not getting J.J. Watt is going to be fine, and I think if anything it adds clarity to A, B, and C what goes on starting next Monday. And trust me, you're going to need A, B, and C to get where you want to go. Um, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do this one. I'm gonna do this one a little bit differently than you did. Um, I think the the beauty of what happened with the JJ Watt situation in Mize is that you weren't held bent on it happening. Um, all the things you said were true, but it, it's nice to be an organization that your whole draft free agency doesn't swing upon one player changing your changing, you know, the direction of your franchise. Like you have a direction. You have impact players. That was a cherry on top move. And I think that's what I said to you the last time we talked about it. I was like, I was like, if you can get him, hell yeah, you get him because of what, because of the element that it can bring. But we also said in that podcast, he may not be the best player for them this off season, but you damn sure can make it work. I think, and if we, if what it sounds like is true, what's big is that the Browns were actually in the running for a player like that. Yes. That's a huge milestone. Yeah. Yes. Huge. Because because that's just like because that takes you a step from being what you usually are. Usually, the only way you would get that type of player was lightning in a bottle, and you were just willing to pay way more money than anybody else. Um, and that wasn't the case. Like you could truly sell the case of JJ. We'll pay you well, but we'll also give you a chance to play one of the last games of the season. So free agency is completely different. You said they're not going to bat hundred. They're not going to bat fifty. They don't have to. And that's the beauty of where they're at. But it's also, I think, for 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 Northeast Ohio, let's be honest. Those are scary times because we're not used to this. They don't have to go out and hit players that, that you know already. I know everybody knows everything on Twitter, and I know every PF, P, PFP and this guy and this jacked off and this guy. I shouldn't have said that word. I'm sorry, Mom. Um, I know all these people are so smart nowadays. But they don't have to go out and hit the top ten on everybody's list in free agency for this to be a great offseason. Yeah, no, um, I mean, they have some pretty, beauty of pretty glaring needs. Yes, but there are a number of ways it can go, Jerry, because we didn't see how they want to play defense last year because they just didn't have the dudes. No. Right? No. And, like, they need to find a way to keep adding to this offense, but if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Like, you're bringing back some guys with proven NFL production with, like, some guys in the primes of their career that are pretty freaking good. Right? Um so, yeah, no, it, it is an exciting time. I want to say two things about the Watt thing in the world. And this is kind of where I wanted to lead this podcast before my world got turned upside down today and, and whatever <laughs> else that we talked about. Social media and, like, we say all the time Twitter's not the real world, right? But, like, right. 
they're and we're right because there's a huge chunk of the population that does not know or care or anything. But yeah. like the biggest story in the NFL is Deshaun Watson using social media to force his way out of Houston, right? Following a template that NBA players set long ago, right? Yep. And so a couple things here. One, you see the human side of these guys and who starts looking for attention when J.J. Watt's getting it. But way bigger than that, way bigger than that, J.J. Watt signs with the Cardinals, ending a two- or three-week flirtation and all this, you know, calling out people for saying, I don't even have a Peloton, and, and as bizarre as it gets. But he comes out and says, well, I ordered T-shirts from four or five teams, right. and I sent, I had my buddy order them because he didn't trust the fucking UPS or Amazon driver to his own house to not go through his package or to take a picture that he had ordered something from the Arizona Cardinals team store. Right. right. That's the I world mean, we live in. But the, right. That's <laughs> the world we live in. So we're not shocked by that. We're not, you know, and, and unfortunately. No, I'm not saying anybody's shocked by that, but that that is just, imagine that 20 years ago, Dre. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. Well, and I mean, but the players, hey, the players are very aware of it. And it's something people like you and I, um, and I keep telling younger journalists this, to evolve and figure it out rather than bitch about it and be mad about it. Um, the league, the teams have their own way of doing things. Um, I see players constantly trying to see the best way for them to sell themselves, a la Trevor Bauer. Um, we're in a different – it goes back into the dunk competition, right? LeBron plays a part in this. Like LeBron, you know, LeBron left Cleveland the first time. Uh, it totally blew up in his face, but he learned a great, great thing that a lot of other athletes are talking about. You control the narrative. You control your words once you get to a certain point in your career, and you'd be foolish not to control your, your right? I mean, sure. J.J. Watt made the J.J. Watt made the best of that situation because that's the only time in his career he's going to have that situation, and he's had plenty of time to learn from others' mistakes. I don't know why he picked Arizona, um, but God bless him. It's great weather. Maybe I'll see him out there and he can buy me Chipotle. Well, I'm not allowed to be around anybody when I go. Out there. I, I mean, I get, judging by the reaction here, which I get, you know, to an extent, like, do people think Kyler Murray's not good? He is, but yeah, Zach, I, I want to have a football football talk with you. He is, but I think it's still hard to buy. Hey, it's harder to buy into the head coach than it is well, for Kyler Murray. Well, I'll say this. Can I, I say it, that? It was 15 months ago, and it was only one game, and me and you were starting for the Browns on defense that day. But I watched Kyler Murray in person one time in my life, and I came out of there thinking that there's one superstar, one rising superstar on this field, and there was no doubt who it was. Well, let me say this. Let me say this. You're right. But after that game against Buffalo last year, and I don't want to – look, he's young. He's talented. I'm not killing him. Don't. But I'm, this is just a conversation. After his shoulder got banged up a little bit last year, and, I mean, this goes for any player, but I hate to do it because he's smaller – he wasn't the same player the rest of the year. They've got to find a running. They've got to run the ball a little bit at least. They do have some defensive players now. Between Baker, Buda Baker, and, and now J.J., and then they got the Jones kid, Chandler Jones. Uh, they've got some playmakers defensively. Uh, Patch Peterson is not Peterson of old. He may be up on his contract. They've got some Yeah, he's a free agent. Defensively. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, and by the way, speaking of, I don't know if this is a pipe dream. It sounds like it is. Um, I've heard people locally put this kid down. If you could get Marshawn Lattimore in a Browns uniform and it wouldn't kill your cap, you absolutely do it. That kid has dominated Mike Evans his entire career. 
I know last year wasn't his best best year of his career, but I've heard people in Cleveland chuckle at it. That dude would change this defense immensely. Um, I, I'm a big fan of his. Oh, I'm, you I'm, absolutely – I just don't think – I think as the Saints no. go, Jerry, and they have to pick two or three guys to keep, I just think he's on top of the list. I think it's crazy to think – He has to be. 24-year-old corner go in today's game. But I've heard people – I heard someone on the radio, and I refuse to take do names anymore. I'm trying to be a bigger person. Who was like, well, and I'm like, dude, stop reading articles and put your eyes on some film. Teams don't, teams, he had trouble with the rookie, the Jefferson kid from Minnesota. They ran him. And look, there's certain things you do against man on man coverage. You run, you run a lot of, you run a lot of motion. You run him in and out of traffic in the middle and run quick things. And they did that against him and he wasn't great. But when you put him on an island versus a big receiver, I, like Mike Evans, um, like the big receivers you see when it matters, like the kid from Pittsburgh, from Notre Dame. Um, Marshawn Lattimore puts in work and locks those type of guys down. So I don't want to hear any of this, yeah, any of this I negativity mean, towards that kid. I've always thought, like, he's a 24-year-old, like, really good corner. They're not giving him away. So even if they decide that they're not going to keep him, number one is that buyer beware. But number two, they're not taking a third-round pick for him. Like, Hell the Browns no. have 89 and 91 in the third round. That You're not buying anything. You're not buying that. No, you're going to be able to buy something with one of those picks. But you're not buying sure. a 24-year-old corner with that. You're just not. For sure. For All right, sure. give me the baseball minute music. Yeah, okay. Um, um, baseball still exists? Yeah, yeah, ouch, ouch. Yeah, it does. I get why you say that. There's a lot of news for the Indians in the last week. Most of it hasn't been that positive. Um, at some point in time, it's not that I want to walk away from the Nick and Callaway thing. I just want to talk about it the right way. And um, well, I, I, honestly, not even in your defense, just in reality. Like, what can anybody say about it? Like, it's out there, right? right like, right, right, right. It's out there, and I and I know how people react, and I and I get some of the reactions. I have some of the same ones. I got a great story where my father-in-law was reading the story out loud, and got to dick pick Mick, and and my everybody. I mean, that's that's funny. Possibly the greatest um, line in the history of the athletic dick pick Mick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll say this. This is not because I've had people kind of throw shots at me or whatever else and other people. Um, I look, I got sisters, I got a wife, I got a daughter. Um, I really don't, even before all that, I don't play that shit. I think everybody should be treated equally. Um, I, this goes back to the beginning of our conversation. And Matt Underwood and I had this conversation. I sit next to Matt Underwood on a plane and on a bus 200 days out of the year. I go out, I, I, I talk to him almost as much as I talk to Zach daily. Um, and in saying that, I have no idea what he's emailing or texting people um, throughout the day and throughout his life. Right. I, you know, so I, I just think that, before, you know, did people know certain things? Sure. But I don't think anybody thought anybody was taking advantage of anybody is what I would I'll leave it at that. And if, yeah, that no, I mean, it's an awful look. Um, it's an awful look for awful. every organization he's been in, right? Um, but, it's, yeah. but it's also a part of the culture of where we're at in our world. And it's International Women's Day today, and I don't know where all these taglines for people come up, and, and I'm fine with it, whatever. Um, but as my father-in-law said perfectly, uh, what was going on with that situation has been going on in our nation forever in big businesses. It comes down to when are big businesses going to look themselves in the eye um, and, and tell each other sure. how we really should treat each other. No, sure. You're, you're either going to practice what you preach or you're not when it comes to accountability and, and doing the right thing and all of that. Um, that's why I'm not trying to make light of anything. And we talk all the time about people getting mad about stuff that we say and joke about. But, like, we say what's undefeated. Well, screenshots are too. So 
that's not making light of anything. That's giving you all life advice. And that includes yeah. me and Andre, too. <laughs> right? Yep. Like, if you put it out there, it's going to be out there. It's going to come back and haunt you. And you got no control over it anymore once it's out there. I just lost all mine um, in, <laughs> in losing my phone. <laughs> Uh, I know what the same I was going to ask you about. If only losing weight was that easy, I'd be fucking balling. <laughs> for sure. I know, for sure. Um, other baseball stuff, I'm actually looking forward to going to Arizona. I'm hoping to God, um, I'll throw this out there, last thing I'll say. Um, I'm hoping to God that we get some normalcy, um, you know, that we have a bunch of fans in the stands in the next two months. Yeah, so, uh, so like fill it, me in. because doesn't mean everything is over. Still wear a mask, wash your ass, wash your hands. But I feel like, and, and I'm, and I, and I was uncomfortable saying this for a while. I feel like we're finally getting to the other side, Jack. So I hope so. Um, you know what? I really worry about next week on St. Patty's Day: people that are fucking Me idiots, too. just acting like fucking yep. idiots. Uh, yep. I really worry about that. But anyway, as we get out of here, tell me this because until we texted, um, I didn't know that you were going. So you're gonna go. You're gonna test. You're gonna get cleared. That tells me you're gonna get. Full access, so you'll be at games, you'll be at practices. Like, what will you be doing? Yeah, um, shout out to the organization. They they went above and beyond in Major League Baseball to get me tiered up a little bit, um, basically, so I can do some some normal interviews. Something I haven't been able to do in a year. Something when you're when you when you're a reporter and you do the job that I do. Um, um, any reporter out there, whether it's been very difficult not to do just to do these Zoom calls and and having to share how you ask certain questions with you know who knows who on that Zoom call. Um, I'm going to go there. I'm going to do a bunch of stuff for STO or Bally Sports um, that you will see throughout the beginning of the season. Uh, I'm also going to do some stuff for Fox 8 that you'll start seeing next week as well. Uh, so I'm going to get to do interviews, real interviews. You're going to see real interviews with people. You're going to see me do the games. We're going to do six games from March 17th until March 24th, I believe. Or so We're going to do like six, yes, five games in that period of time that will actually be us three. Uh, but because I'm tiered up one, I'm not even allowed to be in the same room or allowed to be anywhere near um, anybody from my crew, just my camera guy. Like, I can't be around right. Matt. I can't be around Rick. I can't be around our producer. Um, but I'll be doing the games, and we're going to try to make them normal. Um, and we're going to try to – I'm going to try to do some shit that will that'll, that'll look good when the season starts, hopefully. Um, because – and I'm thankful for this. I'm not bragging. I'm very thankful that um, the Indians and, and Bally Sports locally see that I have um, – they appreciate what I've done. I think the players appreciate me. I appreciate them that they've kind of worked kind of hard to get me um, from tier three to tier two. So hopefully I can come back with some killer stuff that, uh, that, that lightens the mood and gets us ready for the 2020, 20, yeah. 21 season, hopefully. So we, we've said this, but I'm going to say it again. To the doctors, to the first responders, the nurses, to everyone that's been in this. If you had someone in this, if you were in this, like we have so much respect for all the work all the hustle, all the effort, and like the real world does trump sports. And we talk all the time about how when you have to say there's more important things in basketball, you're already fucked, right? You're already barking down the wrong alley. But my brother is a college basketball coach by trade, and we talk sports here, so I'll say this. Um, Because of the virus and regulations and backwards-ass Pennsylvania, they were not allowed to have practice until February 14th, They just played their first game last Saturday, and until one team did not follow the protocol that it originally agreed to, Jerry, it was so hard for them to get games and have a season. They were supposed to have two games on the first day. I know it's D3. 
I know it's Pitt Greensburg, <laughs> but they were supposed to play – a college basketball team was supposed to play two games on the same day because they just want to play. They right. put in the work. They've done the testing. They've done all this. They've served their time when they've been busted. They, you know, my brother had it. I don't think that breaks HIPAA law. I talk a lot about my family on here. It's your brother. (laughs) I'm afraid I'm going to break a hip every hour of my life, but that's different. Um, Like, it's just weird. So, for me, and it's half my podcast, so I'll say this. Like, I might bawl my eyes out when I see that fucking bracket on the TV on Sunday night. Like, and you can, and you and you will, and I agree. And and like it that. does feel like it does feel like we've turned the corner, and I know people that are getting the shots. I know people that are doing. Mm-hmm. I, I just hope and I pray. My grandparents have gotten their double shots. My mom has gotten one. Mindy's gotten one. Um, you know, I hope that we're there. I know you had to go way out of your way mm-hmm. last week to get Jenna shot so she can do what she's doing, which is good deeds all the time. Way more. She does more good deeds in a week than you and I have done in our lives. That's a low bar. Ever. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, hopefully we're here. And let's just not mess it up. Let's just, right. let's just not. Let's not let's, mess it up. Thank you. Let's get Thank there. Thank you for saying it. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to do a draft story. I'm trying to get in-person, up-close access, right? And, like, I could not show up at a college and go in the football facility without, like, eight forms being signed. You know, I know it's not woe is me. It's let's be done with this. It's been a year, right? Right. <laughs> you know, we put in our time. Let's not be stupid now because we can have a chance to have a really good summer uh, and spring. To be honest, um, yeah, like we not, want to go to Indians games, to the games, yeah. drink the beer. Yes, like I don't care who they start. <laughs> 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 you guys get mad at different things than I get mad about. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. So, anyway, thank you guys for listening, Jerry. When do you leave? Wednesday? Yep. I'll be, but uh, I mean, I'll be around. Hell, I might even be willing to do a podcast on Friday or Saturday. Well, yeah, I'm going to be around too because free agency is going to start. So, I'll dial you up. Um, is there cool. Arizona two hours at this time of year or three? Two hours until Saturday. I believe oh. Saturday is, is that whatever. Oh, the yeah, clock we all turn the clocks three. this week. That's right. Yeah, um, getting old, buddy. We can do this, guys. We love you. Yeah, we'll give you another one. The ones who love us unconditionally, we love you. The ones who love us half, we kind of love you too. The rest of you piss off, but you can still buy American Fireworks. They're open twenty four seven at AmericanFireworks.com. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Peace. <laughs>